0: Welcome back to Local News Live. I'm Brian Pierce. Great to be joined by Jonathan Sapi of Hawaii News Now. Jonathan, before we get into what we want to talk about today, because I don't think people realize how much the Philippines election is actually going to impact America. We're going to talk with you about that. I want to congratulate you and Hawaii News Now on that Emmy nomination. Very cool stuff.
1: Oh, thanks, man. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. we got 19 Emmy nominations coming our way here at h so we're really proud of that and... Really want to keep the work going good stuff well we appreciate what you
0: do it's hugely valuable to us here at local news live so very well deserved so congrats on that um let's get into this very important topic i, I think because there's so much happening it's kind of flown under the radar um there was a massive election in the philippines with some surprising results i think some people might be concerned about them but tell us what happened
1: Oh, great. You're right. This has not gotten a lot of coverage and from my opinion, it's a pretty big deal and for many people's opinions here in the islands as well in Hawaii. Let's run you through it. Okay. So Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr. is the presumptive presidential winner of this election, winning by a landslide in that presidential race that took place on May 9th. The official vote totals have not been released but everyone is saying he's the winner he's declaring victory his closest opponent who he beat by 30 million votes has not conceded yet but most people are saying it's a win despite his popularity among millions of voters many in the philippines and really around the world are pretty shocked by this win and what it means for democracy in the philippines you know Marcos Jr is a member of the country's most notorious political families. His win, many analysts say, is really a successful uh plan that came together after a decades-long rebranding campaign that his family has been a part of. So if you don't know the history of the Marcoses, we're going to get into it. But they've really been associated with widespread corruption and Lot of, even like I think the Guinness Book of World Records say they hold the record for the biggest theft. We're talking $10 billion siphoned from the country's treasury. His mother and father are accused of stealing. And a lot of people, again, are concerned about what this means for the Philippines. And I'm going to play out some sound. This is from Maria Ressa. She's the Nobel Prize winner from last year. She runs the news group Rappler in the Philippines. Here's what she had to say about these results.
0: He has campaigned on his father's track record which if you think that 36 years ago his father was chased out in a people power revolt then now the namesake comes in and says you know uh my he actually when he launched his campaign used his father's song which brought up nightmares for human rights activists but you know now seems to work and part of the reason that is is because in plain sight we were able to see the shift Historical revisionism, a denial of the past, and uh, this is his campaign is on unity. When ironically, the information operations that has brought him forward has actually targeted his opponents, has seeded meta narratives that are lies.
1: So that's Nobel Prize winner, Peace Prize winner Maria Ressa, right there. She is the founder and CEO of the group Rappler. So again. His father's administration ruled until 1986, and many say it was corrupt dictatorship. It ended with him actually having to be exiled to Hawaii. So that's the Hawaii connection. The family lived here for a number of years in exile, and we'll get to a special documentary we have on that in a moment. But I understand you have some more questions.
0: For yeah, me. Jonathan, that's really fast. That's uh, fascinating, and I think it's it's shocking. Anytime you hear, you know. Someone related to a dictator getting elected into a place, even like the Philippines, 109 million people live there. So it is surprising that I think for a lot of us that a a, someone from the family of dictator could could win an election. But why should Americans uh, care about what's
1: happening in this election? It all really boils down to China. And it, you know, President Biden was one of the first head of states this week to actually reportedly call and congratulate Bong Bong Marcos for his victory, again, even though it's still not official. And Bongbong Bong Marcos is saying he is wanting to be judged by his actions, not his father's. But again, why Americans should care? We actually had an expert on my show, this is now just a short time ago, that airs at noon here in Hawaii, asking those exact questions. I'm gonna play that out for you.
2: It's the Pacific Rim Report with Carl Baker from the Honolulu-based Pacific Forum. Big story this week, the landslide election of Ferdinand Marcos's son as president of the Philippines, and my question to you is, how far does the apple fall from the tree? Well, it it, it not very far, of course. You know, I mean, he he certainly has uh, spent a lot of time trying to rehabilitate his father's history. Uh, but the one difference is, is that he's not nearly as dynamic as his father was. He's he's more of a sort of a, a, a quiet, uh, less less uh, vociferous sort of person. And, and also, when you compare him to, of course, the current president. Uh, President Duterte. He's, he's much less uh, vocal and much less uh, 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 aggressive in, in the way he acts. And so I think that's a difference. And that'll play out as, as he takes on the presidency, I think. Has Marcos Jr. taken any specific positions that will be of concern or interest to Washington? Well, no, and that's part of, this, part of the story, of course, is that he's very much avoided any policy sorts of statements. Uh, you know, people try to glean a few things, you know, that he, he's going to continue the, the somewhat pro-China policy. Uh, he's he's uh, so suggested that he's going to continue the alliance relationship because he thinks that that's, that's an important part for, for his nationalist agenda. I mean, his real, his real statement that he's made so far focuses on nationalism, that, that Philippine nationalism is important to him. That sounds like it isn't necessarily a bad thing for U.S. officials. He, he may be playing one side against the other, I suppose. Like everybody in Southeast Asia does. I mean, this is <laughs> this is the thing Southeast Asia does, is they try to play China and U.S. against each other in the hopes that they don't end up in the middle of a conflict between U.S. and China. So I think that's right.
1: So that's Howard Dyke is there, our business reporter, doing that interview for a segment he does called The Pacific report. It airs on our show, Sunrise, and on This Is Now, right here on h n Jonathan,
0: great background information there. You talked about it briefly a little bit ago. What is Hawaii's
1: connection to the Marcos family? All right. So when they were ousted from power in 1986, they had to go somewhere. So they came here to Hawaii. And that's because there is a huge huge base of Filipinos who that live here on the islands that have transplanted to the islands over the years and they're all sort of from the same region as the Marcoses so they're very loyal to him and there's a lot of connections there the Marcoses have been credited for really making that area of the Philippines prosperous and really really that's why that support surrounds them here on the islands and you'll see that in our special documentary that we produce here at h and I'm gonna play you out a teaser of what it's all about.
3: The true vindication of uh, the, the president and the Marcos family. His rule changed our country beyond recognition.
2: Even as millions of their people lived in poverty, the Marcoses enjoyed the good life.
3: I was no Marie Antoinette.
2: My country is in crisis.
3: You sent a tape to the Philippines showing your supporters how strong you were, working out with weights.
2: Because they were saying that I was dead. The people will protect me. Her husband's heart had stopped. Imelda went rushing to St. Francis Hospital.
3: How can you find this man dangerous when, when he is now resting in peace
0: forever Ferdinand jr nicknamed bonbon bon. I find myself facing the awesome responsibility
1: of trying to fill my father's shoes. so the documentary is called the Imelda tapes it's available right now on every single H&N digital platform we have that is right on our streaming app, on our web page, on our YouTube page, on our Facebook page. You can find it anywhere. You can see it really covers a lot. Everything from what happened leading up to being ousted from power to their exile here in Hawaii to what was left behind at the palace when they left. And that's where it gets really interesting as well.
0: Jonathan, cool stuff. So you are one of the producers of this or how Hawaii News Now, how you're part of this. Who's all part of this?
1: Yeah, I'm one of the producers here. So here's how it all came to happen. Sure, we did a documentary back in 2019 uh, about this, just about the topic, and that's when everyone was sort of thinking maybe Bong Bong would run, but we didn't know that at the time. He didn't announce his candidacy until uh, a few months back. Um, But so there's there's always interest around the family here. It's sort of like a celebrity couple that lived here on the islands for in the 80s and if you just saw in the video there it's pretty fascinating stuff and so i came across some of the archive tapes with the help of our assignment editor back in 2019 and then we produced the first documentary called ferdinand and imelda exile in hawaii and then over time people kept giving me more tapes and then i ended up with a whole box full of tapes. so we didn't even have a tape deck machine to play them out and record them into went back into our archives dug out some more we had them all digitized, spent days and days and hours and hours going through them to produce this new documentary called The Amelda Tapes. And talking about one of my most fascinating clips of video that I found, everyone talks about Amelda's shoes. She is known for having a stash of 3,000 pairs of designer shoes that she had left behind at the palace. That's just an, one example of what she left behind and some of her spending sprees were like. But... I found this clip from 60 Minutes and they gave us access to use it and it explains the shoe situation. I'm going to play that out for you.
3: She controlled a lot of government jobs and government money. As for her money and her taste, by now almost everybody's heard about the opulent bedroom decorated in the style of Marie Antoinette, not to mention the row after row of expensive dresses and the famous shoes. Nearly 3,000 pairs of them. I have no weakness for shoes. I wear very simple shoes, which are palm shoes. (laughs) This is not one of my weaknesses. That's what she told us the first time we saw her. She said that the 3,000 pairs of shoes now in the Palace Museum belong not just to her, but to her daughters, and the maids, and the nurses at the Palace. So when we stopped by on our way back from Manila, we asked her if she and the maids and the nurses all wore the same size. But They're all size eight and a half. No. No. That's what they say at the palace. No, we have to look at that. I am positive of this. I am sure there has been a lot of tampering, just like what they did with our documents.
1: Again, we'll run through all that stuff on the Amelda tapes the new documentary available right now on all our Hawaii news now digital platforms you can find it just by searching Hawaii news now and the Amelda tapes many options to view it it's free watch it it's about 50 minutes long other examples of Amelda's alleged spending sprees she once reportedly spent $2,000 on chewing gum in San Francisco also once reportedly Forced an airplane leaving Rome to do a U-turn because she said she forgot to buy cheese. Wow, no, that's just wild.
0: Uh, the amount of money that was spent back then by somebody that could have really turned around that huge, uh, multi-island nation in the Philippines, and um, th- we can't wait to yeah, see the
1: documentary, and, Jonathan. And that that's looks- the criticism there, Ryan. That's the criticism. Yeah, is that the Philippines? A lot of people were living in poverty, and they were taking advantage of the country's treasury that was really bankrolled by the U.S. You know, there's a huge military interest in the Philippines then and still now, and that's why there's that China connection that we were talking about earlier. Gotcha. Are, are people, and, and we talked about it at the beginning of the discussion, um, a
0: descendant of a dictator now back in power, at least it looks like he will be back in power in the Philippines. Are people afraid not just for maybe the country's future, their lives, or do they think, and we, we, we've talked about it in the interview, But I wanted to ask you again, are are people thinking maybe, okay, it could be different possibly this time? He did get 30 million votes.
1: Yeah, it's a landslide. And everyone, there are some allegations of voter fraud, but everyone's saying this is a pretty smooth, legit election for the Philippines. It's really all about the family's rebranding. You know, Amelda was eventually allowed to go back to the Philippines. Ferdinand died here back in the 80s. She was allowed to go back. She had a successful career as a congresswoman for years and years and years. But she's always allegedly had her eyes to be back in that palace, and her son was the key to do it. It's the redemption of the family name. And again, so many people are loyal to this family. And again, in our interview with the Rappler Reporters and their news agency, they'll talk a lot about how they did that through social media, through YouTube, and an alleged network of Internet trolls that were really out there to feed disinformation, allegedly, to the Filipino people via social media. There's also, side to this documentary, there's one on Showtime called The Kingmaker, that's one has a great one-on-one interview with Imelda from a couple of years ago that you check out if you have any interest in this. But really, please watch our doc, The Amelda Tapes.
0: Absolutely. The Imelda Tapes, where uh, Hawaii News Now is at, your website, your streaming platforms. Uh, that's going to be a lot, of, uh, a lot of intrigue, especially after the election. Uh, really valuable information from you, Jonathan, so thank you for sharing it with us today. Thanks, guys. Always like it. Jonathan Sapi, digital anchor for Emmy-nominated Hawaiian News Now, joining us today on Local News Live. Really appreciate Jonathan taking us through uh, not just this massive story coming out of the Philippines and how it impacts Hawaii, potentially the U.S. relations with uh, part of the Eastern world and China, but as well as looking into that documentary that is now incredibly timely after this election win in the Philippines. (music)